the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Greetings, it's meeting time, and today we are so blessed to have my dear friend, Marty Giuliano, with us. Marty, welcome. Thank you. It's a joy to be here. Amen. We've had a lot of conversations before today. Yes. We were actually at a meeting together. Last night. Last night, Mm -hmm. yeah. And you shared some powerful, powerful information. Thank you. Marty. Let's continue on that vein. There's so many people out there, Marty, that are suffering. Yes. And we've been there. We've done that. Yes. So why don't you start from the beginning and tell these people how God took you from your abyss of addiction to where you are today. Okay, thanks. Um, I guess I'm going to start that uh, I was not a believer. I was not raised in church. And so I didn't know about God whatsoever. So when I was 27, uh, I remember so vividly, I heard a voice say to me, you are not who you think you are. And I looked around like, who is that? You know, who's talking? What is, you know, what, 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 who am I then if I'm not who I think I am? But I, I realized now I was not living the life that God had planned out for me because I didn't know him, but he knew me. And when he said I wasn't who he made me to be or who I thought I was, it started me on a quest to, to wonder like, yeah, who am I really then? What is it? What does that all mean? And again, it was God, but I didn't know it because I didn't know him. Wow. Now I know it was him calling me to himself. Amen, so, amen. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, We'll say I'm of the Timothy Leary generation, but a lot of younger listeners aren't going to know who that is. Uh, but at that time, he was a professor, uh, and he began to use hallucinogenic drugs, saying it was mandic, um, sorry, mind expanding. And we all fell for that and believed it. And so we would start to dabble with things like LSD, mescaline, you know, which, uh, some kind of Indians used to chew, and then they would hallucinate and things. Wait a minute. Hold on a minute. Yeah. Um, you used hallucinogens. Hallucinogens. Mm hmm. At the age of 27? Yeah. That's the crazy thing. I was not, when I was in high school, I didn't even drink. I didn't smoke. I didn't do any of those crazy things until I was older and, and started to meet people that did, did these kinds of things. And it was the era we were in. This is the Woodstock era, yes. sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I mean, and I participated, you know, uh, in all of those. Did, did, did you ever have like a bad trip? Yes, um, I had two situations. Once I was uh, using mescaline, which are mushrooms. They called them magic mushrooms. And I was on a second floor balcony of an apartment, and um, I was with some friends. 
and I thought I could jump off the porch onto a leaf of a tree. Oh, my. Yeah, because in those days, and there was a guy named Carlos Castaneda, and there were books out and everything talking about these spiritual experiences you could have. But, of course, we know that if I would have jumped off that porch onto a leaf of a tree, I would have been killed because it was craziness, wow. insanity. <laughs> it was insanity. Yes, it reminds it me of the second step that we're going to talk about. Amen. Amen. Yeah, my favorite. Um yeah, I mean, it was crazy. And I used to do things, and it's, the minute I would drop the acid or I would eat the mushrooms and throw up and be sick, I'd think, why did I do this? And that's what addiction is. You do things you never thought you'd do, and you don't even understand why you do them sometimes, but it's it's not controllable after a while. Folks, are you hearing this? <laughs> did you hear what Marty said? We do things, and then we wonder, why am I doing this? And then we keep doing the same old things. Yes. That's addiction, right? Yes. Yeah. We're laughing. It's not funny one bit. But, you know, praise God, after you get delivered from this, you realize the freedom that you have in Jesus Christ, then it does become a funny kind of a thing because you, I don't feel the guilt and the heaviness and the shame that I used to do, you know, used to have. But uh, eventually I got married to an alcoholic, of course. That's the thing, you know, similar spirits, familiar spirits. And uh, it was not a good situation. And I was divorced two years later because I didn't get a house and uh, two kids and a dog that I expected. And so I moved on. So uh, my life just was crazy. And meanwhile, you know, I was a weekend warrior. I taught school. And loved children, and I was a good teacher. I, I taught during desegregation in Annapolis, Maryland. Um, I did a lot of amazing things with kids uh, that were wonderful, but yet on the weekends, I'd be sliding into the alleyways, uh, meeting up with people that were doing drugs, and, um, you know, I participated in a lot of things that I, I regret, but God has erased them from my book <laughs> you know you know you mentioned uh, teaching mm -hmm. and then meeting somebody in the alleys mm -hmm. sick we have so many different personalities mm -hmm. satan attacks us you mentioned this earlier before we were on air it's demonic yes there's no question you know but we don't realize it at the time. Again, that voice said to me, you're not who you think you are. Well, I, all I knew was I'm who I am and doing what I do. I didn't give thought to any alternative. I just was being taken by those. Um, so as my life got crazier, I decided, you know what, I'm going to come back home and try to start over. <laughs> and I went to a meeting. And when they said the Lord's Prayer at the end of the meeting, I literally burst into tears. I was like... I couldn't control it. I just burst into tears because right then I knew I needed God. And I was 32 at the time. So there, you know, five years previous, God was trying to talk to me. Uh, but um, I knew that day I needed to be on a search for God. And I did. I went on a quest for God and had many, many experiences, some good and some not so good. But in that process, the big turn was my sister, who was only 28 years old, was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, and I watched the life go out of her, and I couldn't take it. And, of course, I took Valium, but that didn't help. It just made me more depressed. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to call my Uncle Dave. 
He was a born-again believer that the family had thought he lost his mind <laughs> because we were from – actually, we didn't go to church. We were uh, Syrians in a community that did not have an Orthodox church. So um, we just you know, didn't understand when Uncle Dave said he got born again. But he is the one that I turn to in my darkest hour. Before we talk about your uncle mm-hmm. and how that all came about – Folks, I just want to reintroduce you to my guest, Marty Giuliano. I don't know about you, but I'm sitting on the edge of my chair (laughs) with this powerful testimony. Mm. Go ahead, Marty. Well, when I called Uncle Dave, who used to light up a room when he came in, I mean, I would just feel totally peaceful when he would come in. So I called him and said, Uncle, your niece is dying. And he started to laugh. And I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. But what he, I learned later, and after I became a Christian, that the Bible clearly tells us Jesus laughs at his enemies. And my uncle said to me, precious, he called me precious in my darkest hour, precious, this is a small thing to God. And he said, do you want the peace that passes understanding? And I said, oh, Uncle Dave, I need, I need something. I'm a mess. And he said, just pray after me. So right on the phone. I asked Jesus Christ to come into my heart. Amen. And my uncle asked for peace to uh, encompass me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. And I literally felt the peace of the Holy Spirit. I didn't know that's who it was, but I felt peace come over me and I knew everything was going to be all right. So I got saved. I called my sister who was in the hospital getting ready for surgery. I said, call Uncle Dave. I just got born again. You need to do it too. (laughs) And long story short, they gave her five years to live at 28 years old. Long story short, the Lord did a miracle and she got saved and she was healed. She is 69 years old today. She's still with us. She's still with us. Amen. Amen. So the one thing I didn't say in the beginning was that as a child, I was molested. And that trauma opened the door to spirits, not the Holy Spirit. And that's why today I encourage everyone, addicts and family members of addicts, if you've had that kind of trauma, which brings so much shame, so much guilt, so much, you know, questioning, let Jesus deal with that with you, which he did with me. I can talk about it today because I don't have the guilt and the shame I used to have because he took it from me. He cleansed me of it. He's the great physician, oh, right? He's, he's everything. When he says, I am that I am, he's the great I am, It's he's everything. And he has become my all in all. He's become everything to me. <laughs> Amen. And so, you know, let a sponsor that's a Christian or a mentor, like the older women of the church, which I am now, they took me under wing. And that's what we want to do with young women and men as well, to get rid of those things that lead us down that destructive path of addiction, trying to deal with things that only God can deal with. Marty. Yes. We do recover. Amen and amen. Yes, in God, all things are possible. He that whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I found out that he who or she that is forgiven much loves much. And so my favorite step is step two that says, I came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. And my favorite Bible verse is 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he, God, is faithful 
and just to forgive us of those sins, but not only that, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So today I stand here clean. I stand here with a Savior that I can go to at any moment, confess, receive the love and the acceptance that we didn't have when we were using. And I just, I just, I can't say enough. It was the women of the church. It was the Lord Jesus himself and the Holy Spirit that set me free. Uh, I have a life now. I go to life recovery. Um, the reason I started Life Recovery, I went to church and I saw these guys raising their hands and getting on their knees in the front, you know, of the church. And I'm like, who are these guys? And I found out that they were believers that had been saved from addiction, like drastic, drastic situations. And they had so much joy and love. And so I started to, you know, get to know them. And so now, uh, I do my service work now is with Life Recovery, giving the hope and strength, uh, you know, that we found in Jesus Christ uh, so that they can come and get get free and be recovered as well. And, and folks, Marty helps so many people. As I mentioned last week, she's involved in several sp- spiritual Christian ministries that follow these 12 principles of healing called the 12 Steps of Recovery. Marty, we're running out of time, but you can't leave me here on the edge of my seat. (laughs) You need to come back. And let's discuss these 12 steps to recovery and how they've changed your life and millions of others. Would you come back next week? Oh, I'd love to. Amen. (laughs) Folks, you better be here because she has a beautiful, beautiful message for you. Amen. Amen.